afternoon. So uh, that's an update about a few things. Uh, you, have, you should be open with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 10. Let's look at that passage together. Matthew chapter 10. If you've been reading along in our, our read through the Bible in a year plan, we were in uh, Matthew 10, I don't know, a week ago or so, and it wasn't that long ago. And uh, this year, the Bible that I'm using for my daily Bible reading plan ha- is a journaling Bible. And so out to the side on, either, on both pages is there's a little column with blank lines and you just make little notes. And so as I read my Bible in the morning, I just make notes. Sometimes it's one word. Sometimes I write wow or amazing or interesting. Or sometimes I put question marks because maybe I don't understand all the way. And uh, when I read Matthew 10 about a week ago, I remember making several notes there. And so I share some of the fruit of that Bible reading with you tonight. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 26 down through verse 31. This is a message that I've titled, Recouraged. Recouraged. Now, if you're into words and you have a large vocabulary, it won't take long to realize that's not a real word. Recouraged. We know courage, we know encouraged, and we know discouraged. What's recouraged? Well, that's just when the Lord touches your heart and helps set you on a path to serve with fervency again. And from time to time in our life, we need God to recourage us. Am I right? And maybe that maybe you're there tonight, and I think Jesus shares some words here that, uh, that will recourage you. You know, um, the Christian life is not always easy. And um, honestly, that's kind of a nice way of maybe making an understatement. Sometimes serving God is really, really hard. And, and we're tempted, whether it's just our flesh, maybe it's a certain level of fatigue that has built up and so we're not thinking clearly. It could be, often I think it is, the devil and his, and, and his demons that would just want to discourage us, to give up, to, to make us see things in our mind unclearly so that we're tempted to say, you know, it might just be easier to quit trying so hard, just to sort of give up. Maybe then I wouldn't be disappointed anymore. But that's not how God wants us to be. I think God wants every one of his children to be recouraged. And so um, in uh, Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is sending out his 12 apostles right? He's, he's trained them. They've had a, a hands-on experience of ministry right alongside Jesus for some time now. And now Jesus is getting ready to send them out. All right. What I've been doing disciples, I, I, I've been teaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. I've shared the gospel. I've done good for as many people as I possibly can. I want y'all to do the same thing. And so he's sending them out, but before he sends them out, he gives them a pregame talk right? It's like the team's gathered in the locker room and the coach is trying to get everybody revved up and ready. And in that moment, you don't lie to your team, right? You tell them the truth. And Jesus says some things that uh, are not necessarily easy things. Look with me at verse 16, right? This is in the heart of our passage, but it's a good introductory verse. Jesus says in verse 16, right? He's sending out his apostles and he warns them, behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. That doesn't sound good. Sheeps don't seem to fare well against the wolves. And so Jesus says, be wise as serpents. Don't be naive. Remember there are wolves. And be innocent as doves. Be godly and be humble and follow the call that I've put 
on your lives. Be aware of the dangers. Don't be naive. Be godly and be humble. Now, would you look at me at verse 26? Right? He's been telling them about some of the difficulties. Hey, they may persecute you. You may be even drug out in front of a big court of people, and they may demand answers and interrogate you. What will you do in those moments? Here's what Jesus says in verse 26. He says, so have no fear of them. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. And why not? For nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear, he says it again, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, Jesus has told us not to be afraid. What he says next is just stunning and beautiful. He says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. If you don't hear anything else tonight, will you hear Jesus? You are of value. And if anyone would know whether that was the case, it's Jesus. Because he kind of knows everything. You are of value. You have value. You matter to God. Jesus says these things to us in the context of recouraging us so that we're not afraid. Let me share with you tonight three truths about God from this passage that will recourage you in your walk with Christ. Number one, our God will make everything right. We just have to hold on. We have to wait. We have to keep hope. In the end, our God will make everything right. Somebody done you wrong? Are you tempted to look out in the world and see people not doing things the right way, seeming to get ahead? God sees and in the end, he will make things right. Are you being faithful behind the scenes? No one seems to notice. It's, it's not that you want credit. I mean, you don't want necessarily people patting you on the back. But, but are you out there serving God and wondering, is this making a difference? God sees. And in the end, you will be rewarded. Everything will be made right. Notice what he says there in verse 16, he says, hey, don't be afraid. Everything that's covered up, right, things that, that can't be seen now, they will be revealed. Things that are hidden, they will be known. One day, the Bible says, every knee will bow. One day. Not every Christian knee will bow, though we'll be bowing too. Every knee will bow. And so as you live this Christian life, 
As you think about, am I going to stay encouraged? Am I going to stay the kind of person who, who prays even when it doesn't seem to work? Who perseveres even when it's more, more difficult than I think I can bear? Remember, one day, everything's going to be made right. All the wrongs will be punished. All the rights will be rewarded. And that's why we keep hope. Now, either you believe that or you don't. Either you're a person of faith in that or you're not. And if you're struggling to believe it tonight, just pray in your heart. Just take a moment right now and say, God, help me to hold on. Help me to trust that you're the kind of God who will make things right. One day, every knee's going to bow. And so today, you need to live like you believe that's going to happen someday. One day, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Let me give you one particular encouragement along those lines. Do you know why you should share Jesus with somebody? Because one day, that somebody's knee will bow. And in that bowing, they will either be saved or they will be judged. It may seem as you are sharing, hey, I'm not sure if I should do this. This person doesn't really believe like I do. It, it, it may alter our relationship. It may make things awkward. Yeah, their knee is going to bow. Help them bow their knee now and not then in judgment. Let Jesus be their Savior and not their Lord. I love the way one paraphrase rendered these very verses. He says this, don't be intimidated. Eventually, everything is going to be out in the open and everyone will know how things really are. So don't hesitate to go public now. And how are things really? Well, here's how things really are. Jesus is on the throne. Let's live like it. Let's have the courage to believe that. It doesn't take courage to believe something when it's easy. It takes courage to believe it when it's difficult. And so there's a special word for someone here tonight. If you're going through something difficult, believe Jesus when he says these things. Let me share with you the second truth uh, to, intended to re-courage you tonight. The a second truth about God is this. Our God is bigger than the bad guy. There's a lot of bad guys out there, and they would tempt you at every turn in your life to relent to let go, to stop trying, to, to no longer give your best. But our God is bigger than the bad guy. Look at verse 28. Jesus says, don't fear those who kill the body. I'm going to be honest with you. If someone threatens to kill my body, that's kind of scary. Jesus says, don't fear them. Fear the one who can kill the body and the soul. This is Jesus' way of saying, whoever your biggest bad guy is, I'm bigger and badder than him. You need to put your fear of God higher on your hierarchy of fears than your fear of anything else. There's a sense in which Jesus is here saying, you're going to have to choose sides. You're, you're either going to fear God or you're going to fear man. You're either going to live life the way God wants you to live life or, or you're going to live it any other way that's lesser than that. And you have to choose sides. Hey, there's a sense in which he's saying choose the fear, right? Fear the big guy or fear the bigger guy. And our God is bigger than the bad guy. You've only got one life to live. Make the right judgment. Make the right investment. Have the right kind of fear. Fear of God. 
Let me share with you our final point tonight, and I've already hinted at it simply in the reading of our passage. Why should we be recouraged tonight? Because our God will make everything right, because our God's bigger than the bad guy. Here's my favorite point, though. Our God cares for you, and he values you. I mean, just think about this. Jesus just referred, referred to God and said, listen, don't fear somebody who can just kill the body. Fear the one who can kill the body and the soul in hell. That's pretty scary. It doesn't sound very compassionate. And then in the very next breath, Jesus looks at his followers who are about to go off on this dangerous mission, and he says, you don't realize how much God cares for you. You are valuable to him. No matter what you have done, no matter how you may feel, God cares about you. I don't, I don't mean that as some cliche. I, I, I certainly don't mean that like what you read on a Christian greeting card, okay? I mean that about the God who made everything, who's stronger than, than any of our best imaginations can even fathom. This great, awesome God knows you, cares about you, and thinks you're worth something and valuable. And that feels good, doesn't it? It feels good. When we really feel that somebody thinks we're valuable, man, that's uplifting. It gives meaning to our lives. It helps us to to, to wake up in the morning and to step in the right direction. Our God cares for you and our God values you. Notice this. He doesn't just care for you in a generic sense. Oh, well, he's God. He cares for everybody. No, he knows you. He knows how many hairs are on your head, right? Notice the attention to detail there. Nobody knows that about you. You don't even know that about you. God knows, and he cares. He knows, and he cares. That's amazing. You know, we, we, we may be tempted to think, man, I'm just a nobody. I'm so small in, in the great scheme of things. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. And we serve a God who cares for us. I think that's, that's the secret to life, the secret to contentment, the secret to finding fulfillment in your calling is knowing this. I'm so small, and yet I'm cared for in the hands of a mighty God who knows me and cares even for little old me. He knows you, he loves you, and he values you. I remember several months ago, I was preaching to our youth group one Wednesday night. I was in Matthew chapter 6 that night, which has some similar things to say as Matthew 10 about consider the birds of the air, your heavenly Father feeds them, aren't you of more value than they? So some very similar things. And I remember that night, I looked out, we had, I don't know, 40 teenagers there or so that night, and I said, have have any of y'all ever had somebody talk to you or do something to you that that made you feel like you weren't very valuable. I'm going to tell you something. I, I really didn't think a lot about what I was asked. I just said it. And I watched as several teenagers in the room started to choke back tears because people had done things to them that made them feel like they weren't worth very much, like they weren't valuable. And I said, Jesus thinks you're valuable. And he does. He does. And that's something every single one of you need to hear tonight. 
that Jesus thinks you're valuable. It's so easy in the world that we live in to, to lose sight of that. And so as we wrap up our time of preaching tonight, as we pray to be recouraged, that's really what I want to focus on. Let me invite you to bow your heads with me. Will you meditate with me as we close this service tonight? On this reality, Jesus knows me and he cares about me. Will you just rehearse that in your heart? Will you believe that tonight? Jesus knows me and Jesus cares about me. If you struggle to believe that, if you're hurting and you hear it and you know it's true, but you don't even want to think about it because you're just hurting and you want to be left alone in your pain, will you let Jesus in tonight? Experience his love and his care for you. Will you say in your heart with me tonight, Yes, Jesus, I believe you, that you care for me. Our Father in heaven, Lord, I pray tonight for the person who's struggling to believe those words. I pray, Holy Spirit, by your power, would you just open their heart enough, just enough, to let the love of Christ in. And Lord, let them feel your presence tonight to know you care about them and that they are valuable to you. Would you do that tonight, Holy Spirit? We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, so good to be with y'all tonight. You are dismissed.